Hi, you are listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with me, Dana Baltudas, speech pathologist, parent coach, and NLP practitioner. I am passionate and committed to supporting parents to be the very best they can be for the children they care for. My career has enabled me to meet and work with many inspiring individuals who have contributed positively to children's lives either as parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, friends, professionals, community members and volunteers. The aim of this podcast is to bring their stories to you so you can learn from their experiences and also have an opportunity to have your story and voice heard by others. Only by sharing with each other can we learn together. It definitely takes a village to raise a child. So let's get inspired, let's get learning, let's get started. Today, I'm speaking to our amazing play guru, teacher, Kerry Herbert. Welcome to our podcast, Kerry, the Empowered Parent Podcast with Dana Baltudas, me. So, Kerry, I'm so glad you're here today because, as we all know, children are going back to school next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure parents are getting ready for children to go back to school Some. The children are starting kindy, some children are starting school. So I would first of all like you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Right. Thank you, Dana, for inviting me. Um, yes, I'm Kerry Herbert. I graduated in early years education um, in 83, 84 started teaching um, and teaching mostly in uh, well, many country locations, um, the Riverland, Moon Turkadena, it's a copper triangle. Went to teach in England for a year and then moved back to Adelaide. Uh, so teaching in the kindies and around Adelaide, different suburbs. And um, I, yeah, then I, after teaching for so many years, I thought mm, I'd like to look at other areas. So I started looking to um at a different different areas of working with children still and I fortunately came across my, my therapy house and then I've joined the team at my therapy house and working with children um with variety of needs mm. yes and the children love you and the parents love you and they all can't wait for a carry session um so carry um I know that you work not only with children but also with parents. Um, what is your experience in working with the parents? Mm. Um, for me, firstly, uh, as it is developing, uh, it's really important to develop a trusting relationship with the child and the parents. Mm-hmm. And um, often kindy or childcare is the first time that parents may be separating from their child. So they're feeling a variety of feelings uh, along with their child, including worried, anxious, fear, unsure, nervous, along with being very excited about the new experiences and growth of their child. Mm. 
Um, if it's not their first time, they may have a variety of past experiences themselves and also that each child is different. So even if they've had siblings starting, each child may react differently oh, so to starting school. Y- yeah, so that's a really good point, isn't it? I never thought about that. So parents might have had their own experiences of their own schools and kindies and what meaning for school was for them and that could be actually um, affecting the way that they are seeing their child start school. Did you used to see that quite very, a lot? Very much so. Yeah. So just I think being very aware of that and mm. allowing for that um, mm. and not assuming that they're feeling happy, comfortable and ready and thinking it's a good experience it may be but it also may be oh I remember when I started school and you know I cried all day or it was a very Mm. negative experience for them and so Mm. they may still be carrying that so and then how would that play out for a child say if someone didn't have a good experience at school how do you think that parent would you know react when the child's starting school um so they may still pass on those sorts of negative feelings and the child may be hearing the parents say oh you're starting school and um in conversation they might hear parents saying oh it was terrible when I started school oh yes they'll be picking up on that yeah and that may cause them even more anxiety like oh I'm not going to like it at school mum didn't like it at school or dad didn't like it at school yes because it could be just bypassing couldn't Mm. it like talking on the Mm. phone to friends or Mm -hmm. to your mum or your dad like Mm. the child's grandma grandpa Mm. so children are hearing it and I guess feeling the vibe Mm, you know because they're probably picking up on the parents anxiety and the parents state of being Mm, around that yeah Yeah. and I think this week we've had quite a few um, parents that have said their children were um, behaving differently and I've asked them oh did they know that they're going to school next week oh yes we went uniform shopping and this and that Mm. so is that common Kerry, that yes. children start to anticipate that they're going to go back to school next week? Yes, definitely they're picking up on that and they're getting, they might be feeling anxious like it might be starting brand new or into a new classroom, new teacher, <clears throat> excuse me, new, yeah. new people around them. So mm. even though they might have already been at the same school, it's still feeling anxious about Mm. all the new things that might be Mm. happening. And I guess separating, right, separating from family, separating from their siblings, Mm. especially if they've been on holidays all together as a family Mm. and the routine's going to be changing, Mm. they'll be waking up early. Yes, and it takes time to get back into Mm. that routine or Mm. into a new routine Mm. if it's Mm. new for them. Mm. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, and, yeah, just thinking also along with that is if they've already had siblings starting school that it could be quite different. So parents um, need to be aware that uh, certainly for me I have two boys and one I took him to school and he got to the classroom and it's just like, see you, Mum, bye, and Mm -hmm. off he went. And I was sort of standing there going, oh, uh, okay. (laughs) Bye. Yeah. Whereas number two, son, very different. Yes. And lots of tears and crying and very hard, had to leave him with the teacher. Yes. And I pretty much ran to the car or ran home crying myself. So yes. very opposite yes. in the way they had their first day. So each child in the family can be really quite different on yes. the first day starting in 
kindy childcare preschool. Yes. Um, preschool or school. Yes, mm. yes. And do um, if the child is crying, what should the parents do? Um, be reassuring and understanding, and so not run away to your car. <laughs> well, that was when the teacher said, "Yep, go now." Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 So that will vary on different teachers how that's going to be handled. Yes. But um, yeah, if if they can see they're upset, I was certainly reassuring him. Mm. Um, I'll be picking you up at. Um, mm. You're going to, but that may vary in different classrooms or kindies as to mm. how long the parent can stay. Um, hopefully the transition has helped with um, the first the day. whole first mm. day. Um, but, yeah, if they're crying, still understanding that and I can see you're sad and you're feeling worried mm. and naming that how they're feeling mm. um, and hopefully they can settle. And as a teacher... I would, if they're really upset, I would certainly reassure the parent that we won't leave them upset mm. or if you're ready to go, I'll take the child with me mm. and then I'd do a sort of a comfort call later and phone and say, yep, they're busy doing this or they've done this. Oh, or that's lovely. That sort of thing just to help reassure, yep, they have settled in and we wouldn't leave them. So that's upset. really great that teachers can do comfort calls if that's part of their culture yeah right it's probably up to the teacher i'm not sure yes i can't speak for all teachers but yes. certainly i would do, do that, that myself especially for recommend. sensitive children mm. who mm. are having difficulty yeah. yeah and it's just comforting for the parent to hear mm. oh right they've settled because if they've yeah. gone home or somewhere and then they're just sitting there thinking oh no let them and then their anxiety can mm. just grow and grow and mm. by the t- child comes uh out of school that day or kindy mm. the parents are, and how was it yes and then the child is reading oh my gosh was it supposed to be bad because mm. you're panicking mm. is that right yeah, so you're calming the mm. parent so they will calm the child in the afternoon mm. um for the um for the next day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i've heard parents um setting up you know really special treats or, or something like that in the afternoon like you know nice sandwich or um, you know, some some snack that that could be like, oh well, you've you've had a really great day. So everything is associated as a really up and up, rather yeah. than you know doing the twenty questions. Yeah, certainly, I was thinking of that. Um, it's not a good thing if you can sort of not say what have you done today type questions. Um, I used to, but if you can be creative and ready and interested and listening. Um, but instead of avoid, what did you do today? But if you can come up with, I used to with my boys say, uh, did someone smile today? Oh. Or did you know any of the boys' names or girls' names? Mm-hmm. Did the teacher jump up and down to, today? Did, yes. Did uh, somebody laugh or who was the funniest? Just creative, silly questions. Yes. And you often find that a conversation will, will go from that. Yes, And, and it's, yes. it's just... Um, more fun and children will start because it's a very big question to just say, what did you do today? Yes. Um, that's a lot yes. to think about. But yes. Just little things and you're, you're then having a conversation with the children and being interested, being there with them, finding mm. out little bits more. Um, mm. uh, did uh, did someone drop something today? I would just come up with a variety of wow, yes. of strange and funny questions and they 
they would love it and laugh at it and, <laughs> and think and maybe make up their own stories yeah, around it. Yeah, it was and just then nice. the school, the whole idea of school or kindy would be fun mm. rather than a chore and something scary. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I know that for some children, even that is difficult to answer those questions. And um, I've seen teachers just make little pages with little pictures of, let's say, sandpit or ball play or um, circle time and then they just put a circle around it with the child at the end of the day so they say oh today we did you did circle time you did sandpit you did I don't know drawing and then that paper would go home with the child and then the parent would be able to say oh I can see that you did circle time and drawing Mm. and so then it sort of puts that bridge between the school and the and the parent Mm. Yeah. yeah great Great. Um, so, Kerry, what do you see are the skills that an empowered parent um, needs to have when looking for an educational setting for their child? Like what do you think they need to be looking for? What could they be asking? Um, often they can be like an, an advocate for their child and um so they, they should be confident to share their understanding and knowledge of their child and their feelings and the child's feelings and behaviours and any sensory needs. Um, and hopefully they're moving into the educational setting to work together as a team with the support staff and staff and mm. uh, all involved at the education centre. Um, and uh, setting up communication with the parents and the therapists, um, if there's any therapists too, um, th- then when they're there, they can, when they're first mm. visiting, because that's the first thing I would say is go visit a centre or school mm-hmm. and maybe visit a few in the area and then get a feel and a mm. vibe and ask mm. some questions and then decide which one you think is mm. going to fit you, yeah. your family. And because your not every everyone fits, right, in no. every place. Because mm. there will be people that are recommending, mm. oh, this is a great place. But if you go to it, you might feel, oh, I just didn't vibe or mm. establish good rapport with that mm. teacher or principal. And that's fine. It's mm. nobody's it's no. just the way it is, it's, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. just not the same DNA, mm. if you like. That's right. right. So I'd certainly say to parents, go and have a, a feel and uh, a visit, get a feel and start asking questions. And um, different questions, some of these actually we're formulating a list which will, which is available on my Therapy House website will mm-hmm. be um, with the sorts of questions that you could ask when having that initial visit and feeling empowered to that it's good to ask questions, mm. that that's the mm. right thing to do. Um, and they might like to ask about routines, um, Asking about transition. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? Certainly the visit should be happening well before oh. it's time to start school mm-hmm. or kidney. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, the transition is moving from, say, kidney into school. So mm-hmm. what sort of program they would have for mm-hmm. transition, whether they're visiting individually, visiting as a group, mm-hmm. whether they're visiting for a whole term before they start school or whether they're got four visits each mm. sort of center and school will have their own transition programs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um whether there can be a creative transition especially more so with children with special needs whether they can just do half days to begin with mm-hmm. or 
uh, have a day off each week, mm-hmm. um, just being really creative with mm-hmm. transitions for mm. different Because I know there are some children that have um, established like therapy routines or routines when they were in um, kindy, so like say Wednesdays or therapy days or whatever, mm. um, and then they go to school and the school says, no, you can't mm. be going out on those days do you think it's important for children to maintain some of the routines they've already had and yeah. established relationships definitely and that would definitely be on their question list when visiting the school kidney um, my child has therapy um, how can this work with mm. their time at school mm. this, this is really important that they need to continue their therapy mm. um, so yeah how can we work that into their mm. school practice and schedule? If- Parents are saying, oh, but schools are more important than therapy. Um, what would you be saying to that? Because you're on both sides of the fence, mm-hmm. aren't you? You've been in the yes. kindy and, um, <clears throat> you know, you've been in the um, in the therapy session. Mm. What would you say? Um, you'd certainly be, because there'd be talk um, about school or kindy starting including the therapist, and they'd be looking, reviewing of where they're at. And if certainly they should be continuing, it's decided, yep, therapy is still part of their life. they should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also what we hope in therapy is that skills and things we're developing, um, a lot of that is to to develop them in the therapy sessions to then transfer to other learning areas, Mm. including school kidney child care mm, mm. so if you break off one of that break off the therapy that part of the development's not going to happen so it's really important to keep that happening mm. and also maybe from a point of view that it is a routine and if the child enjoys coming and they're learning and mm. they feel understood um, it's almost quite therapeutic for the child to have some of that emotional release when they come to therapy. Mm. If they've been in a place where three or four days they haven't feel understood, then they can come to therapy and feel like, oh, someone understands me and the parents can have a chat about it mm. with the therapist and then the therapist can contact the school. You know, so it's more about that. I guess it's more that whole transition when they start school, you mm. know, that it's not jumping fully five days a week, mm. nine to three, you've got to do it. Mm. Is that right? Yes, and certainly transition time when there are so many new things already and changes, it's good to keep the therapy going because it is that familiar, already trusting relationship with the therapist. Mm. And if there's things happening at the school or need, yep, then parents can be talking about it and then we can, therapists can mm. then incorporate that into Mm. therapy sessions to work on more. And do you think learning just happens at school or kindy? Because I know some parents think, oh, no, they've got to go to school or kindy because that's where they learn. They need that. They need to learn. Mm. So what do you think of that as a teacher? (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Learning is everywhere all the time, happening everywhere. Yeah, so it's not only in the school area. Um, So... No, definitely. They're learning in all of the places that they're moving around. They're learning at grandma's house. They're learning at the playground. They're yep. learning um, at home and, uh, yeah, as well as kindy and school. Yes, yes. Okay, that's great. Uh, it's just a great conversation. Um, so um, what? Ha- are there any suggestions, do you think, for parents how they could support themselves 
when their children start kindy or school because I know that's a milestone not only for the child but also for the parent, right? Um, so what did you do, um, Kerry, when you were um, when your children started uh, school or kindy? How did you support yourself? The Empowered Parent with Dana Tudor's podcast is sponsored by My Therapy House and Dana Tudor's Coaching, where we work to empower people to be the best they can be for the children they care for. If you would like to find out more, the links to My Therapy House and Dana Tudor's Coaching websites are in the description below. To contact me, visit my website at danabeltudors.com. Um, well, the, my first day with one was running away, <laughs> trying to work out how I was going. And what the other one do was next? a bit like, huh? oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, certainly with parents, I, I would help, um, like that reassuring, comfy phone call I find is important. Um, maybe they are networking with other parents in Mm -hmm. the class, getting to know other parents as children will be making friends and Mm -hmm. getting to know um, new people in the the class or in the kindy. Um, They might have younger siblings, so they might be going somewhere or going home and then it's time to spend with them. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is new available time for any siblings and they can start planning perhaps special things that will be yeah. happening for them, like yes. kinder gym or swimming yes. or playgroup or going to the park or playground um, so, or activities at home. So the the thing you can hear now is just the rain. So we're yes. just speaking and loving the rain. We just yes. keep going, continue with this. Okay. Um, they might like to be involved in the education setting, kindy or school. Um, and this will vary for each parent, um, so they can choose, but they might like to be on committees or fundraising or volunteers. Um, checks sometimes are required with that, so the setting will have up-to-date information for any volunteering um, with reading or canteen or library mm. excursions. Those, mm. So they, they might like to be involved, and that's a very positive thing for the children if they're seeing their parent is involved and mm. attending events and assemblies and and sharing, perhaps sharing their interests and things. I remember when my mum used to work in the canteen back mm-hmm. in the day mm-hmm. and I would beg my mum to work in the canteen. She didn't yep. like to do it, but she definitely did it twice a term because mm-hmm. she knew that um, my sister and I were like, mum's working in the canteen yeah, today. You're very right. proud. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it really makes a difference if, yeah. if parents are... Um, as involved as they are comfortably, yes, and and there's a variety of different things to choose from to yes. be involved, yes, in kindy or school, yes, yes. Um, the parent then may have some time to do something that they've been wanting to do, yes, um, like it might be a course or study or leisure, like yoga or something mm. or whatever it is their interest is. So it's a bit of their time they've mm. gained back in their interest. Um, they might go back to work or mm. um, they might just want to read a book 
or mm. something. So it's just mm. nice to have a bit of their time. Mm. And, and I think also um, a lot of parents I know just uh, go back to work and then they go back to work for a lot of days because they need to, it's almost like they need to catch up financially and mm. get their finances in order again. And, and I see then the parent starts to burn out mm. because they've been caring for the child for so long. Then they go back to work with all its demands, mm. but there's no space for the parent to, you know, just rest mm. because it is a big thing being a parent. Mm. Definitely. And I think that's good to just allow yourself to have that time like, yes well i'm just going to go home put the kettle on yes and read for a while yes or do something in the garden yes or um uh there's that cupboard i really wanted to clean yes out. just something that yes yeah. because a healthy parent is a healthy child mm. and uh, by looking after yourself you really empower yourself and you also give your child the the modeling that it's good to look after yourself mm. because otherwise if we're going round and round and round and round like um, just on a carousel, then children start going round and round on carousel and then they get burnout and they have meltdowns and then there's a lot of miscommunication in the family and family structures start to break down and it just mm. keeps going on and on. Mm. So I do think that's really important to take time out and it's okay. And if parents um, feel like they can't, then maybe they need to work on that part themselves with a professional. Mm. You know, I think that's important yeah, as I well. Yeah, I think it's just, yeah. Telling, telling yourself as a parent, yep, it's okay, I'm going to take the dog for a walk and yes. just have some time. Yes, yeah. yes, that's very important. And, um, Kerry, just one last thing. I want to take the perspective of teachers now. What would you give some suggestions um, to teachers when they've got a new child in the classroom, especially children with special needs? How, would, um, how could they prepare for that? Um, and, you know, in your experience, were there any transitions that worked well? Were there any transitions that didn't work well? Mm, I, um, yep. I would feel prepared. Well, first preparation would be like gathering as much information and background earlier um, from therapists, doctors, if there's any diagnosis and, the, and especially the parents just so I have all the information um, and hopefully you've already met at earlier transitions um, so it's really a welcome back mm. um, and supporting the parents then to leave or stay as needed that can vary um, and not feeling like you have to rush that as much as possible mm. and, and, and what about taking on the story of the child because sometimes children come into your classroom with a whole encyclopedia of narrative behind them oh just wait his behaviors and just wait till he does this and he does that do you did you used to look at the child with fresh eyes or did you have all these preconceived ideas in your mind mm, definitely try not to have preconceived because like it's nice to have all that awareness but then i'd almost think we'll, we'll see how they go mm. um here in this situation because it's a different different place there's different people there's different things yeah. happening it's it feels different smells different and and I think if you I would imagine if you go in with preconceived ideas then you are portraying that vibe to the mm. child and then the child can feel it because children can feel yep. everything Definitely. can't they yeah and that's... then they're going to react to you in the way that you're actually 
whatever you're mm. portraying to them. Yeah, so it's really definitely important to not have a set idea on a child. Um, I would very much say don't do that. Just be open and things will unfold on the yes. first day and you'll just... Yeah, and you'll be sit. a different teacher, a different person to someone else they might have interacted with. So your mm. vibe might be better for that child mm. so they might have totally different behaviours yeah. towards you. Yeah. yeah, so I would just be starting to develop that trusting relationship as mm. a new, fresh relationship mm. with parent and child. And how long do you think it takes to, for a child to develop the trusting relationship? That can vary um, and it's always developing in mm. different areas. Um, so it can be very – therapy-wise, you might feel that by the end of a session, so sort of like the end of um, Your the 50-minute yeah. you know, sort of things, you, you're already feeling like, yep, I think we're starting to develop a relationship. But that's where you're one-on-one, on one, right? Yeah. But in a classroom, it's different. Because you've got how many kids? Yeah, yeah, so it does take, yeah, you can have 20 sort of in young ones. So you um, that will take longer and it will vary for each child. So it's hard. I, I couldn't really just say, yep, by three months. Um, yeah. Because some will still be developing. Even with transition, uh, I was involved in a project with the education department at one stage about transition because it is such an important thing mm. and um they were looking at research like it can take 18 months for a yeah, child right. to actually transition from well they were looking at from kindy to school yeah so that is really good to keep in the back of mind that you just need lots of time yes for a full transition it takes yes. time to be learning new routines and developing relationships with new people in yeah. new situations so 18 months, and yeah. so that's good to know because mm. then people don't have to go into panic mm. after two or three months no. um, and, you know, it, it does take time. Definitely. Um, one of the things when thinking what worked, what I used to do at the last preschool I was at, we would have what we called a orientation tour of the school where our kindy was actually on site with the school, which was worked really well. But we would still treat it as in a big transition to go from kindy into the school, still changing routines and people they would see every day. Mm. So we would have um, a tour and um, I'd take the camera and the group of children that were going together and then I'd take a photo of the children in the sick room, the library, the computer room, the toilets, very important toilets. Oh, wow. That's playground. Great front office, just all of those areas in the school yeah, and of that group together that were starting together. And parents were invited to join us on that tour. And then we made a little booklet. And so that booklet would go home with them for the holidays. So then they could be reading that, looking at that, looking at photos, and then parents could say, oh, remember the toilet's there, or yeah. if you feel sick, you'll go here. So they could do a lot of talking, the booklet's would look quite shabby by the end because they yeah. do lots of talking and so there was familiarising themselves with the different areas of the school before they started. And if the parents or if the teachers haven't done that yet, it's is it too late to do it once they start? A book Not book like really. That? It would still be useful because, like I said, it takes 18 months so they're still yeah. transitioning. So even though, yeah, you can't sort of think, oh, well, we had transition visits 
the end of last year, we've had the big holiday break. Yeah. They'll be fine. Yeah. Because they're not just going to walk in and go, yep, I'm all set to go. Yeah, yeah. It's still very So much. if, if um, parents haven't got a booklet like that yet for next week, they could definitely ask the teachers next week, hey, mm. could we make a transition booklet, mm. you know? And even yep. if um, the teacher is poor on time, they could send the photos to the parents and then the parents and, and you know, saying what they are mm. So because parents aren't yep. always sure what they are, yep, yep. then the parents could make the booklets themselves. Yeah, there's a yeah, variety of things could still be done. And I used to say to parents in hol- when holidays coming up for transition was um, – if you can visit the school during the holidays, you might have a picnic at the playground because mm. most schools you can go on the grounds. Mm. Um, check that first. I don't want to send yeah. everyone on the yeah. <laughs> and get trespassing or anything. But, <laughs> but we used to be able to, yeah, you can go and have a t- play on the playground, take a ball and play on yeah, the right. oval. So it's not a big, scary new place. Yes. Um, yeah. And also with that, I used to say be prepared earlier with the bag and the lunch and the uniform like you said uniform shopping and things and um pack pack the lunch and do practice runs of so that the containers are all containers that can be open and shut ah without okay. any worry and everything's got names on it so okay. they recognize it it's not all first day and opening everything the first time but they can Go off for picnics during the holidays. And so buying a container that might be difficult to close but has got something like, um, I don't know, Mickey Mouse on it because mm. the child likes Mickey Mouse is not necessarily the right container. Mm. So you might want to buy, what, a container that is easy to open and close and then maybe just put a sticker of Mickey Mouse on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can still, yeah, bank them individual and put their names on. and yeah. Um, Yep, because those little things just make it easier. They're they're just little things that can um, make the day go easier. If you're yeah, not struggling with your drink bottle or struggling with, yeah, yeah, and and those sort of routines when arriving. So that parents would be asking or finding out about those routines so they can initially help the child, and then they become more independent in doing those sort of where do I hang my bag? Where do I mm. put my lunch now? Where do I put my drink bottle? Mm. Mm. Um, so parents doing that with them, helping them, and then they can take mm. that on. And repetition and doing it the same way mm-hmm. and saying the same thing, it becomes like almost like a rhythm, doesn't mm. it, like a song. Yeah. And you could the, the parents could make up a song to mm. sing with a child, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yep. And the same routine, like uh, different kidneys will do different ways of marking attendance. So it might be finding their photo and put, uh, putting it somewhere or ticking their name off or I've seen one kidney that had stones with their names on and they oh. put the stones from one basket to another. So those sort of routines, if they've yeah. practised them together or they at least parents have asked about them and know about them, they can help the children. Yeah. And, and the same with pick-up routines. Where will parents be? Will they be inside, outside, at the gate, at a special place desi- uh, that they've decided, yep, I'll pick you up from mm. here? Mm. Um, just organising those sorts of routines, mm. practising them as much as they can mm. so that they don't necessarily have to be first time on the first day. That possible. sounds great. Mm. Kerry, you are just a trove of information. Um, I think parents would have lots of questions. 
So I'd love to get you back on and maybe parents could actually write in the questions to us mm-hmm. and then we could address them specifically. Yeah, um, nice. That would be really good. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much You're for coming welcome. on today. And um, I think this week everyone's getting ready to mm-hmm. return to school and go to kindy next week. So we wish everyone well and... Um, Thank you for being on the show, Kerry, and we look forward to speaking again soon. Thank you. Thank you very much, Diana. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and I hope you found the information in this podcast useful. Please like, share, and subscribe. Be sure to listen next week for more information about getting empowered to be the best you can be for the child you care for. If you are interested in finding out more about your unique self and situation and to be coached by me, Dana Baltudis, please contact me via my website in the description below. And remember, you stay empowered by learning more about yourself, staying true to yourself and therefore true to your child. By being empowered, you bring out the best in yourself, which brings out the best in your child.